Good morning. Welcome back to the audio version of Chopper Time. I still am chopping. Uh, we hopefully we will be back on uh, a full broadcast when uh, we have the cameras back in here. They're out in Job Ireland off. right now. So <laughs> how dare you take your cameras with you? <laughs> That's Thomas. We're just we're just loving Thomas. He'll be back tomorrow. We can't wait to talk to him about his trip. But we thank you for joining us today, and we're excited about what we going on. Uh, what we got going on here? <laughs> we going on. <laughs> Trains off the tracks already, boys. All right. We are excited about what we have going on today. And uh, let's start off with the word of prayer. Pastor Ben, would you open us up? Absolutely. Father, uh, help us at this time. Uh, God, it's so good to be able to laugh and and fellowship and have fun. And hopefully this is carrying over and bringing a smile to the face to the people that are listening to this. Uh, But God, more than having fun, more than bringing smiles to people's faces, we are here to glorify you. And I pray that all of our conversation about yesterday's message uh, and going deeper into that does just that glorifies you in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Um, By the way, my name is Devin and I am here in the room with Kelly Blodgett, who gave his uh, sermon yesterday and Ben James and Ethan. So we are just excited to participate. So coming over to you, Kelly. Would you give our listeners a recap of your message from yesterday? Yes, sir. I'd love to. So it was, uh, it was the message was called Rooted Together in Christ. And I use uh, this imagery of, of uh, the giant sequoia uh, from California and, and uh, how they, they don't have very deep roots, but they have very wide roots that, that interlock with the other trees around them. And and they just become united as one kind of thing, you know. And I use that imagery as kind of like that is what we should be as the church, mm. that we should be united. We should be, uh, you know, fellowshipping, just uh, just this living lives together, you know. And that's what true, you know, true unity looks like. And uh, the main passage was John 17, uh, 20 to 23, where Jesus prays for, for us, for all the future believers, that they would be one as he and the Father are one, and, and we are one with God, we should be one together. And so uh, that was really the gist of it. And then I just tried to give some practical ways that, that uh, of why we need that kind of intimacy in our lives. And, and one reason was because we need uh, an example to follow. You know, one reason is that we need, uh, we just need help sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. We need accountability. Mm-hmm. And we need... Uh, what else is there? Encouragement. Encouragement. Yes. Yes. My own message. I forgot. No. Uh, but we need encouragement. You know, and these things, I, I just feel like those four are just the big four kind of idea, uh, things that we really need from one another, what the church is meant to be. But we don't just have that, you know, by accident. We have to be intentional about growing our roots together. And uh, and so that was kind of the gist of the message. And, and I just, I challenged the congregation at the end to, to, uh, to be intentional about that and like actually inviting over people to your house or taking them out, you know, or, or taking a younger man under your wings or a younger woman or whatever it is and just saying, hey, I'd like to get to know you better. Let's go out for coffee or whatever. So just kind of that was the uh, the big picture there. It was outstanding. And we loved the picture of the sequoias were amazing. Awesome. And um, as we go around do a takeaways, I will start. I really love the accountability, um, having been the person that you singled out at service <laughs> yesterday. Yeah. That, we uh, learned a lot about Devin. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I really loved it. And, you know, because I know what it does. Yeah. 
I know have proof in my life. Right. Um, you know, when we got together, just some things that I was going through that was so necessary for me to come to you every week and say, hey, you know, how are you doing in your word? How are you doing in prayer? Yeah. I, you know, just seeing the very growth in my own life, just from being coming in week by week and saying, hey, this is what's going on and just the breakthroughs that God has given me. And I love that and really stood out to me. Awesome. Ethan, what about you? What stood out to you yesterday? Yeah, I mean, definitely the imagery of the sequoia trees, which anyone listening, if you haven't seen a picture of those, those things are wild, wild. And the you <laughs> kind of mentioned that like when they've been they've been standing for, what, 3,300 years yeah, or some, something the like that, one, like yeah. around the book of Judges, the yeah. time that it was yeah, created. Yeah, that was cool. And um, they, they haven't blown over, right? Yeah. They haven't been knocked over despite, and that's, that becomes from them locking with one another, not yeah. because you know, by themselves, solitary, right. they've dug their roots down super deep, but it's because how they attach and connect to one another. And I think that is just such a spectacular idea right. of like the church body and how unity should be spread throughout the church, right? It's not about what you can do on your own, but what you can do with other people. And you really sent that message clear through um, the entire sermon. It was, it was really wonderful, really refreshing to hear for sure. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Pastor Ben. Yeah. Mine comes off of the what Ethan was just talking about is kind of a challenge question that you asked us yesterday was, uh, you know, who are your roots entangled with? Mm-hmm. Uh, are they entangled with people in this world or men and women who challenge us to be more godly? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love that practical challenge. <clears throat> uh, mm-hmm. Take some inventory. You know who your root systems are entangled with. Yes. Right. You know, it's not a big mystery. As soon as I started talking about this and this concept, yeah, I know that people's mind were were going to exactly so. Just be honest with yourself, answer it, and make the adjustments as needed. Yes. Yeah. And I think you know not only that who are you entangled, but what mm-hmm. are you entangled with is another part of that we need to look at because it's not always somebody, but it could be something. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that one passage? It says, um, "Do not be." unequally yoked with unbelievers and i know that we talk about marriage and business and stuff like that i think it just enters into friendships as too oh absolutely um so we were talking this morning before we came down here about what we would kick off or chop for time and we all came to the conclusion the last one you mentioned you mentioned help Mm -hmm. right man this is what we're crying out for here help and that was such a key point of the message because here it is, we're all in need of some help along our lives, you know, what we go through. And so we thought we'd talk about that. We have a couple different things, a couple scriptures that we want to look at. Pastor Ben, you have the first one. Can you key in on to that? Yeah, Psalm 121. I think that any time that we start talking about help and seeking help, which is, I, I don't know, I'm sure that there probably is a bad time or asking for too much help. I'm not familiar with it. Hmm. Sure, it exists. <laughs> um, but anytime that we talk about that, we're going to look at some different sources here. The one thing that we want to make sure that we're always doing is like there is one source of help that is always rock solid, man, and that you're that's always going to be accessible to you. And and we see the psalmist kind of ask that question here. And when we read the entirety, it's like eight verses here, I think. So it's not very long, but it opens opens the with the question of. I look, I, mean, I turn my eyes into the, into the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let me stumble. The one who watches over us does not slum, slumber. Indeed, he who watches over Israel never slumbers nor sleeps. The Lord himself watches over you. The Lord stands beside you as your protective shade. 
The sun will not harm you by day nor the moon at night. The Lord keeps you from all harm and watches over your life. The Lord keeps watch over you as you come and go, both now and forever. Amen. Where does my help come from? Mm. My help Amen. comes from the Lord. Amen. You know, some translations there say mountains, just because, you know, I don't know if you've ever been at the foot of a mountain or seen them off in the distance. They're some of the most impressive imposing powerful things yes. that you'll ever see and here this psalmist is looking says i'm looking to this mountain one of the most impressive powerful things mm-hmm. that you can lay your eyes upon and i understand that my help doesn't come from there my help comes from the lord the maker of the heaven and the earth Amazing. it's a powerful statement man good stuff kelly what do you think about that yeah, I was just thinking. I mean, it's kind of cool. You, you, I like what you said at the end there. It doesn't come from the mountain; it comes from the Lord. I mean, the Lord, you know, put the put these things in our lives too. And, and you know, just kind of thinking about the message and about the church, you know, that that uh, you know, of course, we look to God first and foremost for help. But God has given us His church, you know, too. So we need to be looking at that. You know, we look at we look to God for help and. I think of that also in the First uh, Corinthians thirteen or no ten, where uh, you know no temptation is overtaking you except what is common to mankind, and He won't let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. Mm-hmm. But when you are tempted, He will also provide a way out. A lot of times, the way out is other believers that He has put in your life. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And so it's it's so so good. That's why, man, church. It's so important to be involved in a church family to like mm-hmm. truly be involved, because God uses all of this stuff. But yeah, he's number one for sure, man. You got to be be cultivating that relationship with him, right? And that soil of Jesus Christ. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. I think that's that's so important right there because you know, when I look at it myself, there's so many things that I've looked to in my life to help me out. Mm-hmm. You know, when I'm going through sometimes, instead of seeking God, I might go to the TV and try to veg out and let my mind go because I'm stressed out. But that's not what God... And I'm not saying that's not a viable option, but I, I just don't think that's where... We can't go there all the time, you know, and that's not where we're really going to get help. Uh, it's like Jesus told the woman at the well again, you know, if you drink from this one, you're going to drink again, but if you drink the water that I give to you, man, it's going to become this thing that's inside of just pouring into the life of others. And I think that's such such a, a needful thing. I need to develop my dependence upon the Lord Most High. Blessed are the poor in spirit. They're poor. I'm poor in spirit because I reach out and say, God, I need you Mm -hmm. in everything, in every place, and everywhere. And that's what God's waiting for. Mm -hmm. He's waiting for us to really be saying, I need you more than anything. Because if I need something, if, if I can reach out and grasp onto that and that helps me just a little bit, I might just be dependent upon that. And God's like, hey, just take that out of your life because that's your idol right there. Just, just focus on me. Mm-hmm. So it kind of stands out, man. I need to first and foremost look to God. You are my strength. You are my source. You are my life. You are my all in all. And I think that's what the psalmist was saying right there. Ethan. I mean, yeah, the the thing that stands out to me like the most like kind of what I feel like a lot of you guys are hitting on is like all the ways that God provides different ways to help right mm-hmm. and all those things you know are for like help when it points to God and glorifies him in all things that yeah. you know you use it for 
Um, and I think there's a lot of things in our lives that we can make excuses for and be like, no, this is helping. This is helping. It's, not, <laughs> it's in fact not helping, not at all. Um, and other people sometimes are good at, you know, rationalizing that against you. And sometimes, you know, if you look at, I believe it's in Matthew when they're talking about um, conflict in the church, right? And, you know, bring it before one, uh, you know, one-on-one and then a group of two or three, but and then bring it before the church, right? And sometimes you're the person that, you know, people are coming in and be like, hey, man, maybe we should, you know, work on that. That's fellowship. That's community. That's, mm. you know, that's the hard part about fellowship. That's the hard part about unity is when you have to prepare for conflict with one another, right? And yeah. God speaks to us in a lot of different ways and provides his presence and his help. Um, and I think one of the biggest issues that we might have in um, our community and our unification is that sometimes we mute God's voice in certain things where he's trying to speak the loudest and we have to be better tuned to what he's trying to tell us and tuned to listening to him in all things and seeking his help in that because sometimes we ask for help and we hate the answer mm. and so we pretend he just didn't mm. yeah so i feel like we have to really tune into that good stuff yeah sometimes we're like i remember that's a great thing because the children of israel are going through it and they're like hey they came to jeremiah i believe the prophet and said hey just tell us what to do we'll do anything and we and he, and he told them okay god says don't go to egypt and they're like well we don't listen to that one we're going to egypt you know? <laughs> <laughs> so that was it was anything but that you know so sometimes would, that's the way it is for I us i would do anything for love <laughs> but i won't do that yeah. no i won't do that yeah that's it man that's it. <laughs> um sorry no that's okay uh so i love the humor that we have you know it's such a blessing a blessing <laughs> and i hope it blesses people out there too because a merry heart does good like medicine man eat it up eat the humor up laugh at us we don't care <laughs> care so um let's go on we have one more passage that kind of talks about hey we talked about god as our primary source of help and now we want to focus back into kind of kelly's message yesterday and talk about you know the body the community and this is a great little verse that we got going on here i think you have it ethan mm-hmm. uh yeah so this is going to be romans twelve fifteen, and it says rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn um i'm going to go on to read the next verse as well and it says uh, live in live in harmony with one another and do not be proud but be willing to associate with people of low position mm. do not be conceited yeah mm. um man that verse that's that's like perfect mm. for talking about harmony, right? And ter- talking about unity with one another because living in harmony, um, you got to really learn how to share your emotions with one another. And being vulnerable sometimes sucks. It is the worst to get them to be vulnerable before people. Mm-hmm. And right here is saying, you know, being joyful with one another that's great. We have, you know, the church potlucks and we have these dinners and events and there's so much fun. It's a blast. And, you know, praise God that we can have those. But when it's time to mourn with those who mourn, that part gets real, real hard, mm-hmm. really real. And you get to learn a lot about your brothers and sisters in Christ during that time. And man, you know, that's where you can see brokenness, right? And where brokenness is visible, um, that's where you can see God's power even more visible because he puts things back together. And it's great to see that. And 
I mean, what does that speak to the unification, right? When you can see that where we unify each other, God is unifying us by fixing the brokenness amongst us. And mm -hmm. I don't know, to me, that's what I get from this passage. And yeah, it's really beautiful. That's yeah. awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. I think, you know, it's so interesting. We've been talking about brokenness and detachment, attachment, all this stuff just comes yeah. right out here. And well, don't, and don't you think like, as we're talking about this verse, don't you think we're kind of conditioned to look for the things that we should disagree with one another on? Oh yeah. Like, I mean, you know, because here it's talking about, you know, live, pe you know, Paul talks about living peaceably as it's up to you with everyone, you know, um, he's pushing us towards this, this concept of unity. And he, and he's talking about in this passage here <laughs> in context of the people who persecute us, mm -hmm. people that we would consider to be our enemies. That's right. Um, and, and now as we're talking about a fellowship as a unity of believers, I believe that we're even conditioned in the church now, unfortunately, to identify the things that we're opposed or disagree on rather than what we agree on. I mean, politics, we can look at, uh, you know, the laws legislature, we can look at business, we can look at the economy, we can look at, the, as, you know, they would say about Bilbo Baggins, the weather twos and the Y fours. Mm. I mean, we can look at all of these things and the list just goes on and on of the things that we could be opposed to one another on. Mm. And unfortunately that has infiltrated the church and not just even crept into the church. Like it is just rolling like a river That's right. in the churches. And then we got to sit and we look at this laundry list of things. What is the thing that we have in common? Jesus Christ. That's right. What out of all of those things that we could look at, what is the most powerful, the essential thing? See, that's what I believe that we're being called to be unified in mm -hmm. right here in this, in this conversation, in this scripture, is leave all this non-essential junk mm. to the side. That's right. And be rooted together in Christ. Mm-hmm. Sorry, soapbox right there, but I mean, nice. I just, I just, okay. I see that because we, if we're going to look around and say, well, if I've got to be the one that's determining whom I'm with, yeah, at peace with, then it's not going to be that person because do you know who they voted for last election? Oh, yeah. Or have horrible. you seen their social media page? Do you know what they did? You know, it's like, okay, well, it definitely can't be that person because according to me, I can't be at peace with them. All right. It's like, it's Jesus Christ, man. He unifies. Yeah. Everything's at the same no longer associate with the hot, but with the humble. Yeah. The lowly, you know, yeah. so amen. Uh, Kelly, good stuff. Man. That was good stuff. Yeah, I uh, I was thinking about, you know, I said something in there, um, you know, that we have everything in common because we have Christ in common, you know, something I mentioned yesterday. And <clears throat> I feel like I didn't do a good job articulating um, something else that I wanted to say in there because like weep with those who weep, mourn with those who mourn. Y you need a close relation you you truly need to be united in order to have that kind of vulnerability you know and that kind of transparency with and like you and I Devin we've been meeting like I shared yesterday for over a year and so we have a level of intimacy now that we can let our guard down to a level where we can really be real with each other and that's why it's so imperative and so important that we that we build these relationships in Christ because if we don't, you know, I mean, I did mention that, like, when if you wait to get accountability, it's going to be too late. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's really what I wanted. I wanted to say that too. You know, it's, that's what I like about the show is we can kind of slow down and unpack some of this stuff further. But that's why it's so essential to have these true, deep-rooted relationships with other people in the church because then you will, you know, let your guard down. Accountability is the same way. No one's going to respond. I mean, we don't, nobody responds good to accountability anyway that I know of. Like when somebody calls you out on the sin or something in your life, I mean, first reaction is always defensive, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just, I think that's just how our sin nature is. But, but if you have a really close relationship with somebody, you'll be defensive at first, but then you can receive it. And so that's, but if you don't have a relationship with somebody, it's just not going to, it's not going to fly. And so I think that's really important. Amen. I mean, I think that's, that is vital. We talk about the Christian. You know, we we like to think, oh, those are people that are a step above. No, this is the groundwork. Yeah. The confess your trespasses to one another is not just for going into a booth and confessing to somebody. <laughs> right. It is to one another. He didn't say to that person over there. You learn and find people that you can connect with, and and I think Ben, you had talked about earlier. You know, our natural inclination is uh, when somebody's rejoicing, either you know, hopefully. We don't get jealous, you know, because sometimes I'm a little jealous when my brothers are rejoicing. I'm just <laughs> be honest right there. You know, I'm like, yeah. why does he get that? And I don't get it. <laughs> you know, sometimes we're we're not really there because we feel like, why didn't God give that to me? Mm-hmm. Why do they get it? Or, you know, um, you know, and the weeping is a little different because I think the key words we get is empathy. Yeah. You know, when we can empathize with others, right. that's really what it is. It's really about and this is a call to the church. Let's call, you know, to the church and say, hey, we need to empathize. We need to get in tune with other people and and get away from ourselves, get away from my own feelings, my own regrets, my own why didn't God do this for me kind of thing, because that's what I want to be, you know, and then I'll be like, God, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing right there. For the day, we don't have the camera in here. (laughs) I needed that visual. And uh, but, you know, we get the, you know, instead of then, man, that's fantastic. Move out of me. And move into Christ in me for others because that's really what it's about. You said it yesterday so beautifully. All those disciples, they were a bunch of weirdos <laughs> and totally different mm-hmm. from each other, but they were unified in Christ. Yeah. Yeah. And that was their unity. Just what you said, Ben, you know, it's like, hey, this can be our unity right here. Yeah. You know, the, uh, there's out of the Believer's Bible commentary, oh, I kind of wanted to just read it quick little blurb about uh, verse 15 there in in empathy Uh, the writer says empathy is the capacity for sharing vicariously the feelings and the emotions of others Mm. our tendency is to be jealous when others rejoice and to pass by when they are mourning God's way is to enter into the joys and sorrows Mm -hmm. of those around us Amen. I I love that, that statement well, good stuff. Uh, excellent. Yeah, I think, you know, there's another passage that kind of comes to my mind. Galatians 6 1 um, says, Brethren, if anyone is overtaken in trust, you are spiritual, directed, and controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's what spiritual means. It doesn't mean la la land, it means you're <laughs> under the power and direction of God. Mm-hmm. You are spiritual. Restore such a one with gentleness. Yeah. I love that. You know, because you're what empathetic, you're recognizing also it talks about that recognize yourself lest you also be tempted. Hey, I have similar weaknesses. We are a me too society. 
We are people that can look at each other and say, you know what, man, I got struggles. I got battles. Uh, Don't put on a veneer of falseness with me because I don't need it. I know what's in me. And if it's in me, guess what? It's probably in you too. And that's what it is when people can say, yes, it is in me. Then all of a sudden there's a connection and a bond that strengthens I'm, you know, I don't say that I rejoice when my brother's fall, but hey, guess what? Sometimes I'm comforted that they struggle too. Man, that's a weird thing right there, but it's also strengthening in two ways. It strengthens me to know that I'm not alone, and it strengthens me to know that other people are battling in the same way that I am. Yeah. Um, we're not doing any big takeaways right now, but there's any closing thoughts? We'll just do open if you have a closing thought. Yeah, I mean, the whole talking about like strengthening right the strengthening of the church strengthening of the believers with one another i mean that to me like that that makes me think of like first corinthians 12 where it talks about the body right because as you know one part of the body right if you have a you know one strength right it can't cover everything it can't cover all aspects of the the believer's body right um and i think real strength comes from when you trust other believers and their strength with your weaknesses right and they can cover where you're not strong and that's where the body comes together and it's fluid and it and it can adapt to be with with each other and lift them up when they're low um or sometimes that involves maybe just hanging out each other when everybody's low you know and eventually god lifts you up in that um that's just kind of where um a lot of this is left me thinking anybody else good stuff well we want to say thank you for joining us today and we encourage you if you haven't already please subscribe hit that like button because we just want to get this out to as many people as possible um if you uh, would like to leave a comment below and ask a question we would love to hear from you and we will try to answer your questions to the best of our ability if you need to reach out to somebody, please contact us at FCCGrayson.com or just give us a call. Look us up online. We would love to hear from you. And if you don't have a home church, we invite you to come participate with us. We're just trying to seek to grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. And we'd love to have you come alongside of us because we could empathize with one another, right? Amen. <laughs> Amen. Let's uh, close out in word prayer. Kelly, would you close out? Yeah. God, thank you for my time uh, with my brothers this morning, God, that we could discuss your word, we could dig in more deeply to the message from yesterday, and God, ultimately, that we would be rooted together deeper in you, God, all in you, God, that uh, you are the, the, the fertile soil, God, that we are building our lives in, Lord, and we praise you and we thank you for that. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Amen.